It's a terrible football show, all right? I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. OH. OH. Oh, baby, yeah! Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. (laughs) (laughs) Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex. What up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football show. Decide the top four. Fuck you, Shane. (laughs) Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, 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 yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, I like that Baker Mayfield and myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. (laughs) Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are we are here. Me and Ricky are here. Um, Alex is on vacation. Shane couldn't make it. This is a weird episode. <laughs> what an introduction! Oh yes, what an introduction! But hey, it's a terrible football show, people. If you don't like it, get over yourselves. <laughs> what an introduction! I think this is episode. What is this episode? Seventy nine. Seventy eight. Is it seventy? Okay. For some reason, for some reason, I thought it was seventy nine. I forgot. That's because we're getting close. Oops. That's about to say. That's about to say. No, I mean, uh, we're getting close to that one hundred episode mark, though. I cannot wait till we get to that episode one hundred mark. I can't wait. That's that. that I, that's I gonna Alex be awesome. Has something cooking for it too already. I believe he does too. He he hasn't said anything. I think he's gonna keep it on the DL until the day it happens. So it was a, uh, I would say overall, it was a pretty good weekend for football. Yes, it was. Um, really didn't see a, any big upsets or anything like that, but we did see a lot of, we did see a lot of small teams compete. Um, it, it, you know, I, to me, the best game this weekend was Duke and Notre Dame. That was the best game this past weekend, in my opinion. Um, and so, but I'm sure we'll get to that because my gosh, Duke shot themselves in the foot on that game oh my gosh they shot themselves in the foot on that game yeah i mean i i would say you know i i was shocked honestly how good of a game colorado was giving you usc yeah i'll agree with that um i was flipping i was actually flipping back and forth between that game and unfortunately the arkansas game um (laughs) <laughs> yes, to be yeah, because because whenever whenever I was whenever I was watching the because I di- I didn't get to see that second half part. I saw the first half, and then Arkansas was doing so horrible. I took a nap. That's how bad it was. <laughs> so I just took a nap. But um, but yeah, I mean, there toward the end, it, it looked like they were. It looked like Colorado. You know, Shadur Sanders was getting comfortable in the pocket. He was making good throws. It was just like they didn't lose a step. And in some ways, in some ways. Um, I thought maybe USC was going to blow them out like Oregon did, but that that wasn't the case. But I, I do believe Jacob. One of the biggest things with USC, and I'll say this until Lincoln Riley is coaching no more. Every Lincoln Riley team I think I've ever seen 
does not play defense. He is not a very good defensive coach whatsoever. He is offensive-oriented. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to get somebody that's really, really good on the defensive side of the ball and really put more of an emphasis toward defense. USC's not going to make the uh, playoff, let alone win the conference championship playing the way they are, though. It's not going to happen. There's too many good teams, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but there's too many good teams in the Pac-12 this year for him to keep doing that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, obviously, though, Caleb Williams, another Heisman showcase right there. Six touchdowns, 403 yards. Incredible. Um, but yeah, USC just doesn't overall seem like they're going to be one of the top teams out of the Pac-12 this year, even though they, they a lot of people had them pro, uh, projected to win the Pac-12. But I think Oregon has the best team overall. Yeah. I think overall you've got Oregon, and of course, don't forget about Washington. Washington's a, Washington's a pretty good one. Um, and then, um, and don't sleep on the Beavs. I, I know they lost a game, but I mean, but the Beavs, you know, Oregon State could still give USC a game. I mean, it's it's just there's just so many good teams this year in the Pac-12. It's like you can't really sleep on anybody this year. Which just sucks, considering that it's the last year of the Pac-12. It's it's terrible. They. It's like they're going home, uh, like a go-home show for them. Yeah, and I mean, and I, rem- I remember a time, Jacob, where, you know, the Pac, well, of course, it was the Pac-10, you know, back years ago. But I remember a time where there was an argument to be made whether the Pac-10 was a, was the second or the third best conference in, in Power 5 football. Because um, at one point it was. I mean, you remember Pete Carroll's USC years. As dominant as USC was during those times, um, some probably some of the best college football teams you you will ever see in your entire lifetime. I know a lot of people compare some of Nick Saban's era, but I I still to this day believe that oh I think it was the oh four oh three USC team, whichever one didn't lose to Texas, that team that didn't lose to Texas is probably still the best football team that's ever stepped on the football field. They were really really good because you didn't just have one Heisman candidate. You had two. Yep. You had the quarterback under center, Matt Leiter, and, of course, Reggie Bush, who did end up winning a Heisman at one point. Um, I mean, just that right there, you know, they had to recruit to that. Think, imagine having to recruit to compete against uh, to compete against a program like USC. And, of course, Lincoln Riley was brought in to kind of bring USC back to its glory years because, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, you know, it fell through there for a few years. Um, but I mean, but overall, it like you said, it is just sad though, because now there is no more Power Five conference, and now we're stacking all these conferences, and it's going to make it, it's going to make it way worse, in my opinion. But um, we'll we'll just have to play the waiting game and see. So, what are your thoughts? Do you do you think that Georgia is still deserving of that number one spot? No, no, and I I know Michigan I know Michigan hasn't really been tested yet. But Michigan stayed consistent. Michigan's consistent with what what they usually do. When the game is in hand, they don't run up the score. They run the football. Let's get out of here and we're done. They don't. That's just that's just how they are. To me, Michigan has been the most consistent of the team so far. Uh, it's so you know so far so far this season. Um, Texas, you can make an argument for Texas because uh, Texas. I mean that game they had against Kansas. My gosh. Um, you know, and Kansas is not a bad offensive team, but my gosh, it was a blowout. And so, uh, and but Texas, they're going to get tested again this coming week against Oklahoma. That's going to be a, that's going to be a barn burner right there because 
Oklahoma's not that pushover team that they were last year. Um, but no, I, if, if it were me right now, uh, Jacob, you know, you've got to put Georgia in the top five just because they're still undefeated. But at the same time, it's like when this comes to the eye test, um, I've got uh, Michigan, Texas. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Ohio State. I think Ohio State's better than Georgia is. Um, and I know, no offense, it's really not saying a whole lot because Ohio State isn't great. Georgia's not great at all. They're like they're terrible. <laughs> How are they undefeated? They're undefeated still, but they're 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 the worst undefeated team that I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a bunch of terrible undefeated teams, but they're a terrible undefeated team. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, if I was to re-rank the top five, I would have Michigan at number one, Penn State at number two, yep. Texas at number I three. I forgot about Penn State. Ohio State stays at number four, and I would personally put Oregon at number five. I don't think Georgia's deserving of a top five spot right now. That's fair. And I I think a lot of it, we have to also remember, they lost a chunk of their offense last year, a good chunk of their offense last year. Uh, You know, Stetson Bennett's looking like a college football all superstar that they lost from last year. And I didn't think he was that great of a quarterback to begin with, but he's a lot better than what they have. But yeah, George is still trying to figure things out on the offensive end of the ball. And even on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Auburn, you know, Auburn was able to move the ball on that defense all day. It wasn't like it was some kind of one pushover blowout game in Auburn to me. And Auburn's not really that great. You know, they're still rebuilt. You know, they're rebuilding. She freezes first year back in the SEC, and they're still rebuilding that program. So, I mean, I, I just – no, Georgia Georgia is not a top I – will, I will agree with you. Georgia's not a top five team. Uh, but, yeah, I would definitely consider Oregon that, that fifth spot. Um, but, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to play the game out and see, we'll have to play it out and see. Yeah, I, I honestly think, like – they get their toughest toughest uh, game yet so far this season, this coming week against Kentucky, and I uh, Kentucky's going to give them a run for their money. Yeah, and I, I think the only the only thing that really helps Georgia is that it's a home game for them. That's the only thing that helps them. To, if this were at Kentucky, I don't even think it'd be a close ball game to be honest with you, just because Kentucky. If you look at Kentucky just as a whole. They they run the football very well. They stop the run well on defense. They're not a bad. They're they're they don't have any bad secondary. They don't have any bad secondary players. They have a decent quarterback. I mean, what's not to like about Kentucky? I mean, of course, I understand Florida's not that great either. But you know, they took care of business. They did exactly what they should have done against Florida, and they took care of business against Florida. But yeah, I just um the that's the only reason I think it could be a close game is because Georgia's playing at home. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Georgia is one of those uh, stadiums that is consistently one of the loudest stadiums in the country as far as college football atmosphere goes. So, yeah, Kentucky will have their hands full as far as atmosphere goes, but mm, I don't know. Overall, I think Kentucky's playing better football right now. Let's see here. Let me pull this up real quick with Kentucky. If you look at their statistics right now, if we can get this thing going, I'll be glad when I get real internet. All right, so here we go. Kentucky defensively. I'm looking at trying to find their defense, and I cannot find their defense. Okay. 
I cannot find their defensive stats right now. I will look them up, but I know I know it was pretty. I'm just saying it was not it was not bad. I'm just saying they do not have. Uh, I was about to say about to say their defense is not bad. I was going to read off some good numbers too. They had some good numbers I found the other day. I'll find that here in a little bit. Uh, here we go. <laughs> They're allowing 297.2 yards per game. That's not terrible. Um, specifically passing is 221.4 yards and rushing is only 75 yards. And they're only allowing 15.2 points a game as well. That's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, if, you know, looking at their schedule, of course, look at their schedule. Um, they really haven't played anybody like a Georgia team yet, but you know, but like I said though, they've 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 taken care of business every time they've played. Uh yeah, they did struggle against Eastern Kentucky. Um but when you look at the rest of the games they played Ball State, Akron, Vanderbilt Floor, I mean, they just took care of business. It it wasn't even close. They're just getting better and better every single week. So I, I could definitely see like I, said, I think they're gonna give Georgia a pretty good game. Um, we'll, we'll have have to play the waiting game and see, but yeah, I think they're going to be able to give them a pretty good game. Yeah. I think if this Kentucky team can get past Georgia this coming week, I think they could very well beat Missouri. They could very well beat Tennessee, Mississippi state, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisville to end the season. This Kentucky team could very well go undefeated. The possibility. It's possibility. Here we go. Passing, they they uh let's see here. Yeah, passing 225 yards per game. That is what they do offensively. And they average 171 per game in rushing. That's that's really good, uh, considering the rules that they have this year as far as college as far as college football goes. Almost four hundred yards a game for offense. And we're talking about Kentucky here, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kentucky football. Kentucky. This is not Kentucky's typically a basketball school, but it looks like they're stepping up pretty well offensively as well. So, um, and of course they, they, they only have 35 penalties, uh, so far this year and they're, they've got a pretty good, uh, turnover ratio. So we'll see. I mean, this is like, like, I mean, you are right though. I, I mean, there is a possibility they beat Georgia. They could, they could run the table. Uh, but I, here's, here, here's something else though, Jacob, I, I wouldn't sleep on Mizzou. Because it's like I said at the beginning of the year, I I thought Missouri was going to be really really good this year. I still think I still think they're they're still undefeated. Um, they got LSU this week. We'll we'll see how they do against against LSU. But um, as far as um, as far as the East goes, Kentucky might be your East team this year. It's just it's, I'm telling y'all, it's going to be a weird year. I told y'all it's going to be a weird year for college football, and it could possibly happen. But here's something else, Alex. We may not see an SEC team in the top four this year. How weird would that be? Not seeing an SEC team in the top four. See, like, if Kentucky wins out and they win the SEC, I think they could very well make the playoffs because they'd have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. They'd have six wins over top 25 teams as, as of the standings right now. Um. I think they'd pass the eye test with flying collars. Yeah, considering, let's see, because right now, of course, they go to Georgia. I mean, that, that win at Georgia is going to look really good. Um, I mean, but they're about to have a gauntlet of a schedule, too. You go through, you know, Missouri, Tennessee. They're both at home, but they're not gonna, they're not going to be easy. Uh, Mississippi State, they'll beat Mississippi State. Bama's going to be tough, even if though it's a home game. 
out South Carolina and at Louisville. And Louisville's definitely a much better football team than what they were, than what they had been in the past two or three seasons. So, um, yeah, I mean, you go undefeated with that schedule. Yeah, I would, I would say def, definitely look out, but it, we'll have to see what the rest of the college football program does. Um, Cause I'll just, I'll just be frank with you. Let's say you have, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible for all three Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State to go undefeated. Like, like it, it, it just, it just is. But let's just say, let's just say you have a one loss Big Ten team. You have an undefeated Big Ten team. You have an undefeated Pac-12 team, which in this case, it would be, it would be, it would matter. And you have, a, let's say, an undefeated Texas team out of the Big 12. Are you going to let, I mean, even with their non-conference schedule, are you going to let a team like Kentucky in, if, even if they even if they do go undefeated? Would you, would you allow that? I mean, there's so many scenarios because we don't know what the committee's going to do. Because last year we're like, yeah, the committee's going to do this, and they did the total opposite. So it, it's just it's just weird. We'll we'll have to look at look and see until which we still have, we still have a few more weeks till the committee releases their first uh, rankings. Yeah, if Kentucky goes undefeated and win the, wins the SEC and gets shut out of the playoffs, that's just it's just another check mark on why the expansion needs to happen. Yeah. I'm a little upset yeah. that they're stopping talks uh, about the expansion to 12 teams because of what's going on with the Pac-12, but it is what it is. This committee just cannot get their heads out of their asses to save their life. No, and you know, and it, you know, it's uh, they they run, and this is what ticks me off about this entire situation. They run college football like like Congress runs America. It's only about a handful of people and nobody else matters. Yep. And that that's what it's that's what it's come down to. And yes, I blame USC and I blame UCLA. They started this crap. Now we've seen teams move conferences. We've seen teams move conferences all the time. Colorado did it. Nebraska did it. There's probably a few up Missouri did it. Texas A&M. There's a bunch of teams who moved conferences. But now we're getting rid of it a total one huge conference. And for what? You're going to super up these conferences. And it's and to me it may it's almost going to make it look kind of weak because, um, you don't get all this far spread out talk like we are right now. Because next year it's going to be, well, USC looks good, but are they going to win the Big Ten? No. <laughs> I mean, Oregon looks good. Are they going to? No. I mean, it just it, it's just going to be weird because now there's a possibility you're going to have one and sometimes even some two lost teams. Two lost teams are getting the top four now, and they're going to have arguments for it. Well, we beat Ohio State and Michigan, but you lost to Purdue. I mean, I'm just saying it's going to be weird. Uh, it's going to. Be, I think what the weirdest part is going to be just getting used to the teams being in new conferences. I, I it's going to take me probably at least two seasons to get used to four Pac-12 teams joining the Big Ten. Right, and I mean, I remember, and I remember when Texas A&M and Missouri both joined the SEC, and the one thing that they really try to put, of course, they did push the Southwest Classic to be at Dallas, and they they they've been really pushing this Battle State line rivalry, which 
Arkansas fans are still not stoked about it because Missouri is not our rivalry. We do not consider Missouri a rivalry. No matter how many times they kick our ass and how many times we kick their ass, that's not a rivalry. Not to us. <laughs> Give us a team week. And that's and that's the biggest reason why is because you look at LSU. Now, if you go down to South Arkansas, you're going to find a lot of LSU fans down in South Arkansas. A lot of LSU fans are down in South Arkansas. We consider LSU that rivalry because we can relate to their fans. I've only met maybe two Missouri fans in my entire life, and I went to college with both of them. <laughs> well, okay. So since my team had a bye this week, let's talk about your team. Let's not talk about my team. Let's just skip my team. We're just going no, 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 no. to pretend like for a second. We're going to pretend like for a second that I don't have a team. Because, you know, let's, let's talk about my Arkansas State team. They've won three in a row. They've won three in a row. As a matter of fact, he has the highest QBR rating in the nation in the last three games. And I don't care that he hadn't played nobody. But let's just let's talk about Arkansas State. Let's not talk about the University of Arkansas. Because, I mean, at this point, I just want to I just want to break everything and pretend like we don't have a football team. We don't have an offensive line. We don't have a secondary i'm so sick of seeing Hudson clark we don't have we we're just horrible we are absolutely horrible i have never ever seen it in my entire life us waste such great talent in kj jefferson or rocket sanders never but we have completely ruined kj jefferson's college career it's over it, there's there's no rebound from this and here's the thing here's the thing jacob the good news is you play Ole Miss this weekend. The good news is Ole Miss doesn't have a defense either. Mm-hmm. The bad news is Ole, Miss, Ole Miss's offense is better than we are. So, therefore, who do you think I'm going to pick to win this week? It's not going to be Arkansas. Well, it's not like you guys – I mean, the three losses that you guys have, it's not like they've been blowouts, though. Texas A&M was a blowout. They Texas a I, I understand it was 34-22. Jacob, Texas A&M was a blowout. We play. I'm telling you, it was that bad. It was that bad. Our defense got an early third quarter pick six, and the rest was history. It was that bad. Well, we cannot move the football. When it's you lose that. The, I'm telling you, Jacob, it's that bad. When you lose the BYU two years in a row, I guess it is that bad. We didn't lose to BYU last year. Really? Yeah, we beat BYU last year. You sure? Because I'm pretty sure I predicted that last year. You did predict that last year. We lost last year. I mean, we won last year. We lost this year. Well, I I got my years mixed up. My bad. (laughs) It's the COVID, man. It's the COVID, man. It's the COVID. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, Is there any games uh, coming up this week for college that you're looking forward to? I'll get to that here in just a second, but I, I will I will say this much, Jacob. Had we not lost to BYU the way we lost to BYU, I don't think Arkansas fans are in such a panic mode as what we are in right now. A lot of it, we are seeing the same things, and yes, I, I do believe Sam Pittman is in the hot seat right now. I believe his seat has gotten very, very warm, probably right there at close to that hot seat. I mean, do we still have time to turn it around? In some ways, yes, we do, but here's the thing. You got to start winning because at this point I'm picking Florida international to beat Arkansas toward the end of the year. So I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's that bad right now. 
you yeah well like you said you got plenty of time to turn turn the season around i mean you still have multiple games remaining this year where you play ranked teams so you could you still could very well end the season ranked at the very least true but that's the thing we got to run the table we're not going to run the table we play at Ole Miss. We play at Alabama. Ole Miss is a winnable football game. We're not going to do it. Why? Because we suck offensively. We're not going to be Alabama at Alabama because they're even though their defensive front is not as good as what it's been in the past, they still have a pretty good defensive front. Um, Florida, we could we can beat Florida, but it's in the swamp. And you, I'm just telling you. I mean. We're really going to see how bad we are when we play Florida. I'm just telling you, man, it, I mean, there's so much panic right now. I need to see them at least win a game, man. Just win one game and we'll be fine. Go three and three, lose to Bama, go three and four, then run the table and we'll be fine. But, um, but I mean, right now, just the way they are looking, Alex, it wouldn't surprise me if we lose out the rest of the way. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if you guys can turn it around. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I I really don't know. I'm just I'm just saying, man. I you you lose if they end up losing these next two games, and they're bad losses. That now you, you you let's say they play Bama close or something like that. I'm you know that's 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 one thing. But when when you start losing and you start losing a lot, you start losing the team. When you lose the team, it's done. It's over with. They're not, they're not going to care anymore. Unfortunately. So, but yes, to answer, to answer your question, there are a few games um, that I am, that I am definitely looking forward to uh, this coming weekend. Alabama is at Texas A&M. I think that's going to be a really good game. Texas A&M really impressed me on the defensive front. Um, and I know they're playing against Arkansas people, you know, chill, you know, you know, chill a little bit with that and everything. But anyway, um, I think Texas A&M's only loss was, I believe it was Miami. But um, but I think they give Bama some fits. Bama's starting to figure some things out, so we'll see. Texas-Oklahoma, I think, is the biggest game that I'm looking forward to the most. And I think it's just for the simple fact is that Oklahoma is 100 times better than what they were last year. And it looks like they're starting to figure things out. Yeah, they had that little low-scoring battle against Cincinnati a couple of weeks back, but... Um, they they did rebound last week against a terrible Iowa State team, who uh, which you know by the way they uh, uh, yeah by the way they had that what that was definitely a blowout. But 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 Jacob, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm also looking forward to Maryland Ohio State. Can Tua move the football like he's been moving here lately? And I know Ohio State. I mean it's just. Ohio State's defense is definitely much better than Maryland, like like as far as Maryland's defense goes and everything like that. But can this little brother Tua, can he actually move the football against an elite defense like Ohio State? I am nervous. I will say as a Buckeyes fan, I am nervous to play this Maryland team because of how high-flying their offense has been so far this season. Now, have they played anybody? Not really. I think their best win is against Indiana last week. But other than that, they played Michigan State, blew Michigan State out of the water, played Virginia, blew them out of the water, uh, played Charlotte, blew them out of the water. And I think their first game was against Townsend. Or Towson, That's right. Allen, that is correct. Yeah, Tow- so they really Tow- haven't played uh, Towson, anybody. Yeah. They haven't played anybody. Now this week, 
this is their test. This is their test and also Ohio State's test to see how much momentum we captured by beating Notre Dame. Yeah, because yeah, you were at, they were on a bye week last week, right? Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like I said, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And, um, right now, Ohio State's a 20 point favorite though. I mean, goodness gracious. That, I don't that, agree with that's that. That's a pretty, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty high, uh, that's a pretty high line right there. Um, LSU, Missouri, um, that could be, that could turn out to be a good one. Missouri doesn't have the greatest defense in the world, but they like to sling the ball a little bit too. Um, and we've seen LSU's defense. LSU's defense is not very good at all. Um, they they've just it's it's almost like they've lost their total identity on their on their defense. And I'll tell you this much, Alec. Uh, I'm sorry, Jacob. I'll tell you this much, Jacob. Um, if LSU loses, Brian Kelly could be looking <laughs> looking around soon. I can see that. I honestly could because he. I I, I think he's been in the hot seat for last year and so far this year. Yeah, I mean, and so we'll, like I said, we'll definitely see. The only bad thing, let's see, let's look here. Uh, so get this: the Oklahoma, Texas, Maryland, Ohio State, LSU, Missouri, all play at eleven o'clock on Saturday, or it would be eleven o'clock, yeah, Central Time on on Saturday. They all play at the same time. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Oh, yeah, I'm shocked that one of these games didn't get flexed to later in the day. Right, but right. I think the Red I would, River I, has always been at noon. It's the same thing with the game between Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. It's always at noon. Yeah, yep. And I think a lot of that just has to deal with. Well, that's probably about the time people are getting into college football. Um, I mean, you. I mean, you think about it. I mean, wait until night time for a big game. Yeah, that, not many people like to wait that long. Um, but I mean, yeah. Other than that, I mean, you look at. Um, I'm trying to look at some other games here. Kentucky, Georgia, we've already kind of, you know, basing that, both looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to the night game. Uh, Notre Dame does not, I mean, telling you guys, Notre Dame does not have an easy schedule this year. They got to play Louisville this weekend. And I, even though I think Notre Dame's going to take care of business against Louisville, um, Louisville is a different animal this year. They're, they're actually not as bad. They're not that bad this year. Which is surprising. I, I did not expect them to be as good as they are currently. No. No, I, I, I expect them right now to have two, maybe three wins at best right now. And they're under, and they're undefeated right now. Uh, Fresno State and Wyoming, if you're a big if you're a big time with some of the uh with the Mountain West conference, that that could turn out to be a good game for us. We saw what Wyoming did against Texas. They played you know, Texas very hard for the longest time. Uh, Fresno State still undefeated. Uh, that that could be a ball game. Um, hey, if you're up in the Wyoming area, you can go up there and watch it for sixteen dollars. Hey, you can just pay a sixteen dollar ticket to go watch that game. So that'd be a that'd be a good one. But other than that, other than that, that's about it as far as big time games um, this coming weekend. It's just those handful of games that I've that I've that I've mentioned. You know, one thing I would like to shout out because I know. Either Alex is watching currently or he will end up watching this. I would like to shout out the fact that his <laughs> his Yukon Huskies have yet to win a, <laughs> a game so far this season. Man, this guy was all about Yukon. Y'all watch out. Yukon's going to do this. Yukon's going to do that. And I'm like, 
No, they're not. It's not going to happen. No, they're not. No, they came close against Utah State this past week. They only lost by a point. But going forward, I do not see them winning a single game. I, no, no, I don't. Do you realize, Matt, do you realize, and I, I'm dead serious when I say this, Connecticut and the Chicago Bears could go winless this year. Could you imagine Hawaii of all his Hawaii's won a couple of games, but if you combined all his favorite teams minus Miami, they'd be like two and forty. <laughs> I saw. Speaking of the Bears, I guess that's a perfect transition over to the NFL. Talk. That's a perfect transition. Yep, sounds good. Speaking of the Bears. I saw if the season was to end today and if we were to have the NFL draft today, the Bears would hold the first and second pick of the first round. The way the records are right now. Yeah. I mean, and that would be a, uh, I mean, could they be tanking? Could they be the team that we've been waiting on to say, hey, they're the ones tanking? I mean, you think about it, they're 0 for right now. I mean, Houston's winning. Not, no one saw that crap. Arizona's actually competing. They've won a couple of games. They they, they kept San Francisco close for three quarters. Um, trying to think of who else. Um, who else is over right now off the top of my head? But I mean, but you look at it. Could they be the ones tanking? I mean, <laughs> why not? Why not? I mean, you would definitely get a new quarterback. Ship Justin Fields off somewhere else. Which I I am sure that another NFL team somewhere around the league will want a quarterback like Justin Fields and be able and be able to help develop his his talent and everything like that. But Chicago's completely ruined him. I mean, it's he he's done in Chicago as far as I'm concerned. But um, but yeah, they could be the ones tanking, and we just didn't know it the entire time. There's only two O for teams in the NFL, and it's Chicago and Carolina. Right, yeah, and I, of course, and I, and they, they don't play each other this year, do they? They do. They do. Yeah, they play in Chicago. <laughs> what week is this? This is nine, uh, week nine. So we still got a few more weeks, but either way, that's still hilarious. Still hilarious. So instead of having a terrible game of the week for college. We're just going to have a terrible game of the week for the NFL and kind of, you know, shift it over, you know, just, you know, just a little bit. I mean, just shift it over to where, I mean, because, I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I, you know, I, even though I know, I know speaking out, you'll never see a college team be able to beat an NFL team. But at this point, it would be hilarious if we just start comparing, you know, some of these college football teams with the Chicago Bears. I mean, just be like, your team, oh, your team. So, I mean, you remember, though, because if you remember a while back, the Browns used to be compared to, like, the Al- to compare to Alabama. Yeah. I mean, it'd be just the same exact thing. I mean, this Chicago team and this Carolina team, they're just as bad or not worse than, that, than those Browns teams used to be. They're horrible. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, too, because if, if the draft – was to happen they you're right they would get both they would get caleb williams and with the second pick they would easily pick up marvin harrison jr yeah i mean that that'd be a good combination to 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 have um 
Because I mean, if you look at it right now, if you know, just by looking with the Bears and their big, their biggest issues that they've had, defensively they can't stop anybody. That that's their biggest thing. They give up more points per game than anyone in the NFL right now. So as far as going offense goes, I would understand going after someone like Caleb Williams. I would not understand not going after someone, maybe a defensive tackle, maybe a linebacker, which linebackers are kind of scared to come to anyway. Someone in the secondary, someone that's going to be able to help your def- that's going to be able to help your defense. My opinion, get a defensive tackle. Get in, get someone that will go in there and just be able to go get through an offensive line cuz that that's what you got to do. You know, everything else will take care of itself. You got to get you a good defensive line. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And one thing that I I need to say is obviously I'm not a Chicago fan, but I'll say this on behalf of a true Chicago fan, Alex. All of the Chicago Bears fans that are just pointing the finger solely at Justin Fields for all that's happening to Chicago right now are wrong. That man yeah, and a lot of his, his, his best game I've seen in a very long time, but bad coaching and bad defense let them let him specifically down. Yes, and here's the thing, Alex. Uh, Jacob, dad gummit. I'm not times. used to you being I'm not I'm not I'm not used to I'm not used to me and you being on this just one show without Alex. Anyway, sorry, Jacob. So I also I will and of course I'm glad I'm glad. Historically speaking, defense is not necessarily something the Chicago Bears have had trouble with over the years. Usually it's some, some, somewhere around their offense. And that's usually when something like this happens, it's always going to go toward the quarterback. It's always going to be that way. But I'll go a step further. If they think that Justin Fields is the sole issue, they don't know football. And that is the biggest thing. Arkansas Razorback fans, most of them don't know football. I've sat in the stands with some of these Arkansas fans. They don't know their football. They may think they do. Oh, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? There's a reason. You don't know your football. Why are you asking that stupid question? So I'm just telling you, it's it's one of those things, Jacob. The defense has got to get better. The offense will eventually take care of itself. They need linemen on both ends of the football. You get you some good linemen offensively on some of their core keys. They've got a talented they've got a talented running back. They've got a decent quarterback who needs more development in the league. They've got rod receivers. They don't have linemen. Period. And they don't have a secondary. And it's it's easier said than done. But Jacob, Alex said this his entire the entire summer. Go spend your money on good players. And they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, just like another team who also lacks a offensive line and is blaming it solely on their quarterback, the New York Giants. They have been blaming their quarterback since day one. And one of the things I cannot stand about Stephen A. Smith, I, lo- I love listening to the guy. He, he is a great journalist, probably one of the all-time great journalist of all of all time but there are some things when it comes to football he lacks in and there's a lot of knowledge in football that he that he definitely does lack and that's why i like the fact that you know standing sharp has come along 
to help him out. Of course, before you know, before Michael Irvin and got you know gotten a little debate where is with the the hotel incident. And of course, basically, ESPN let him go, which was stupid of, on their part. I'm glad he's got others in there to kind of balance out his football knowledge because he doesn't have near the football knowledge. But he puts it solely on both quarterbacks in New York, both of them, and I'm like, I'm starting to wonder. He always calls out those who don't know their basketball. I'm calling out this. He does not know his football as well as he should for some of the topics that they discuss on his show. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you because the way he was talking about not only Daniel Jones, but Zach Wilson, who also played a phenomenal, phenomenal game against the Chiefs, which that game's a whole nother discussion as far as officiating and everything goes. Because <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> no, but I just think like, you know, it's it's the age old thing. If a franchise is dying, the first two people to get axed is the quarterback and the head coach every time. And it's never, it's not never, it's like 60% always never warranted because the quarterback is just one guy. You need an offensive line to protect him. You need a running game to take pressure off the quarterback. You need a defense to actually step up and help a team, but both the Giants and the Jets lack that. And they have young quarterbacks who are easy to point fingers to, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, and that is that is the big thing, you know, just so many finger pointing and, uh, you know, this. And here, here's the thing. I don't know. I, I'm sure the Jets would record would be a little bit better with Aaron Rodgers. But, um, I mean, they acted like Aaron Rodgers was basically Jesus coming to save them. And, it, and it, it, technically, that wasn't going to be the case. Uh, it wasn't going to be the case. We don't know if he was going to be that guy. Now, did we buy into it? Absolutely. Why Why not? You know, you're going to a different team. And his, his, historically, um, you know, quarterbacks who have moved to different teams have made that certain team better. I mean, you look at the Denver Broncos before they had uh, Peyton Manning. And it, when Peyton Manning came, it made them better. And we saw right that then and there, Peyton was not his best when they won that Super Bowl, but they still won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it just, there's, there's so much that goes on, um, that goes on, you know, it's, it's not, it's not even funny. There's just so much that, that they have to put themselves into and they, they typically, they typically don't, um, yeah, they, they just they, they they just typically don't, Alex. It's it, it's weird. Five times. Five times now. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. Son of a gun. I will get it right one day, dadgummit. Well, okay. In the Jets' case, their three losses. Only one of them has been a blowout. They played competitively against New England, although that was just an ugly game overall because New England is also a dumpster fire of a franchise right now. But they only lost by three points against the Super, the reigning Super Bowl champs. And they started out 17-0 and after the first quarter. 
I, this Jets team can win. That little three-game stretch was tough. They should have beat New England. I'm I'm shocked they stayed competitive against Kansas City, but they have a game this week against another dumpster fire of a franchise, the Denver Broncos. So I think this week, I hope the Jets turn it around, the start to at least. Yeah, Denver, they're on fire right now. They've scored 30, they've scored 24 straight points. <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. They're oh. on a fire right now. They're on a, 20, they're on a 24 to nothing run. Unlike the Miami Dolphins, who put up 70 one week and they only put up 20 the next week. So, but you know, that's insane. I I did not expect the Bills to blow out the Dolphins like they did. No, no. I here's the thing. I I, I can't remember. If I I think I picked Miami to win that game too. I can't remember. But I mean, but either way though, because it's like everybody's like, "Well, let's, let's let's talk about this offense. Let's talk about this offense." And their offense was able to move the football, but they couldn't score. They they couldn't score when it mattered the most, and they only put up twenty points. You know, and I hate all you know all credit to Bill, the Bills. The Bills defense at one point looked like the Bills defense of three years ago when they were the number one defense in football. Yeah. But I mean, they they actually looked really really good. Uh, the other day, and I didn't expect I don't I didn't expect Buffalo to be that great this year. Apparently, I was wrong. Apparently, they still have some fight left in them. I still see the Dolphins winning the division because Buffalo is notorious for getting injuries close to the end of the season. So I I think that'll ha- I think that trend will continue to happen. But man, there's a yeah. lot of blowouts this yeah. week. NFL yeah. wise. I mean, there's that game. There was the Ravens beating the Browns 28 to three, the Buccaneers beating the saints 26 to nine. Yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson was also injured during that Browns game. I don't think I don't, I'm not saying the Browns would have won, but I think you were going to, you would seen a lot more closer than 28 to three. I, I agree. I agree. But the biggest blowout. Now I was, I, I was shocked that I was shocked. The Titans won 27 to three. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, hey, you made me talk about Arkansas. You, what's going on there in Cincinnati? <laughs> uh, I, I, I said it over and over and over again before the season started. Joe Burrow needed to sit out week one. They didn't let him sit out week one. What happened? His injury keeps coming back and it keeps coming back every week. They're learning their lesson on that. That's their own stupidity for having him play on an injured calf. So be it. The Bengals probably aren't going to have a winning record this year. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got to protect your franchise quarterback. I mean, that that's that's the biggest thing is everybody knows a quarterback will make or break your team. Yeah, three points. And here's the thing. I don't care who the quarterback is at this point. Three points with that talented of wide receivers on your football team? Talented running back? Are you kidding me? Three points is all you can come up with? Well, once again, uh, for the second season in a row, the Bengals paid money to get offensive linemen that were once good but are no longer good. 
they paid for the names instead of the the talent because the talent has been degrading but you know when you shove out so much money to pay for a quarterback when you have to change your name on the stadium and get a new sponsor just to pay your quarterback you you would think you would take a little bit more care of that quarterback just, just slightly, you know, just just slightly. It's a huge, huge investment. But well, Jacob, Jacob, uh, Cincinnati was my Super Bowl win. I take that back. I'm never picking them to win a Super Bowl ever again in my life. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, 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 though, hey, Cowboys. They had to blow out this weekend. I'm shocked. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Jacob, I, I will say, I, I Jacob, I got a question for you. All right, I, I'm, I'm dead serious when I ask this. Have you ever seen a, an offense like the Dallas Cowboys be able to move the ball so well but not score in the red zone ever? I don't think I've ever seen an offense like that before. <laughs> In general, that's it's, it's it's like they. I mean, you look at it; they have at least five, six trips to the red zone every single game so far this year, and they, and they haven't played great teams. All right, let's 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 you know take that consideration. They haven't played great teams, but it's not like they've played all these pushover teams. I mean, yeah, the New York Giants are still figuring things out. Arizona played lights out against against the Cowboys. The Jets' defense is historically great, and the Jets—I think that was the week they came off the Bills' win, if my memory is correct. Um, but it's and of course you know New England—that's all they're known for right now—is their defense because, well, let's just face it, they don't have an offense. But I don't know in my entire life if if I've ever seen an offense be able to move the ball so well but not get it done in the red zone. And it's going to really cost us over the course of the next four games because we have three road games over the course of the next four games. We're at San Francisco. We're at the Chargers. We're home against the Rams, but then we're at Philly. Hey, and and Jacob, those four games, are, are they may be winnable games, but they're definitely not pushover games. I can tell you that much. We could... Easily, easily, Jacob, and I hate to say this, we could easily be three and five over these next four games. Please don't say that. I'm just saying, I don't think we will. I don't. I think we'll find a way to beat the Chargers. I think we'll find a way to beat the Rams. Um, you know, it, the Philly going to Philly. Um, you know, Philly hasn't really found their edge yet. I mean, you look Washington, you know, Washington took them into overtime this past weekend. Um, so, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying they need to take the approach more serious than what they have these first four weeks. These first four weeks are almost like preseason games, even though we lost to the Cardinals, but they were more like preseason games. But I am telling you, man, this is, it's going to be a rough four. It's going to be a rough four weeks. That's for sure. And I think we get a bye week in between two of them. I, I think so. Yeah, we, yeah, I th we get a bye. Oh, here it is right here. Uh, we get a bye week between the Chargers and Rams, I think. Yep. 
over that, that is our bye week for me. I will be a content fan if we come out of that four game stretch with two wins. Yeah. And you know, and that's, you know, and that's the thing, Jacob is like, it's like, unless you're over or one in three right now, there's really not a whole lot of panic that anybody should be going. Cause right now there's still teams trying to figure, figure each other out. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some, there were some talks, you know, earlier about Kansas city and how Kansas city, like some people are worried about Kansas city. Why are you worried about Kansas city? No one should be worried about Kansas City right now. It's the Chiefs. They're doing exactly what the Chiefs do. They're kind of slowly but surely building their way. They're fig- trying to figure things out. They're coming off the Super Bowl. Reminder, Patrick Mahomes has been to five, not three, not four, but five straight AFC championship games. They're going to be fine. Let's talk about that game now. Okay. As, you know, the officiating expert of the group. Yes. What is your take on that? Which one? The the Chiefs and Jets game towards the end. The holding, the the two missed. Well, one holding call was completely missed on the offensive line. Or, yeah, offensive line of the Chiefs. That should have made it, I think, third and 35. When Mahomes... QB sneaked and uh, got a first down that led to the field goal. And then, Let me look. So, Jacob, the wacky, I did not. Jacob, I. You didn't watch it? No, Jacob, I did not watch it. That's why I'm like, which one are you talking? Because I have not. I haven't seen highlights or anything of that game. But let me pull that. Let me pull that up real quick. What was it? It was. Uh, let's see here. Chief versus Jed. I think all you would have to do is just type in Chiefs versus Jets holding call, and it, both of them would come up. Let's see what we got here. That way I can um, – let me look here. See, this is going to take a second for it to load. But, um, like I said, I, let me, I'll, look, I'll look at these. But I'll tell you one thing, um, one thing though, that, that and I, can, I can definitely tell you what usually what a fish would try to do – when it comes to this. All right, let me see here. Which one are you <laughs> looking <laughs> at? Because there's two of them. There was a holding call that got called on Sauce Gardner, but then there was a missed holding call on Kansas City's offensive line. So they still haven't. Why aren't they playing? Well, they're not. Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Okay, so they're showing this. Looks like a double team right now. So it looks like they called a pass interference on this one when it was third and 20. Is that the one you're talking about? Is that the one in the fourth quarter? This was a def. Let's see here. Looks like it was called against the Jets. It looks like it was a defensive holding call. Yes, that's on Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Okay, let me, let me, let me. He didn't even touch. They're kind of Kansas City wide receiver. In a way that would okay. consist of holding. 
Okay, so if you look there, they paused it. They did pause it. So if you look, if you look at what I'm looking at right now, right before he hits the 30-yard line, it looks like Garner takes his right arm and grabs the right shoulder pad, or it looks like he's grabbing his jersey. That's why they called. That's why they called that one. But what they didn't do is, and I, they didn't throw the flag on that one. He got away there. And then, okay, I see, I see it now. So, all right, so Alex, uh, Jacob, dadgummit, I was getting it right there for the, all right, so Jacob. All right, so this is, all right, so on that certain play right there, um, did, now they end up calling it a hold or they called it a pass interference when a it was hold. done? Okay, so this is, this, this is what, ha- all right, so let's take the Super Bowl situation. If you remember the Super Bowl, they didn't call the holding call until they saw that it affected the actual play itself. So the initial hold that, that he had there at the 30 yard line where, where he where the receiver was able to break free, yes, but it still affected his route. That's why the that's why they caught that's why they threw the flag right there. But that one I understand because there are times that an official will look at something and say, Okay, I see this. It doesn't look like a whole lot, but if it affects his route, which in this case it sort of did. Now, in some and and one now, this is just my opinion, and, and I I understand how Jets fans would feel about this. For the simple fact is, is that um it was an inter- they did get an interception off of it. It was a bad throw to begin with because he threw it into double coverage. So I understand that part. But yes, the official, they did get it right. That was the right call. They should have just thrown the flag right then and there. I sort of did. I I had a game situation last year, Jacob, where I actually did that. Um, and I and the, co- the coaches were very, very upset about that. But um, I, it was, uh, I was at CrossFit, and um, it, it was against Monticello. Uh, the Montes- the Monticello receiver, the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Crossit receiver was coming down the field, and while he, as he was coming down the field, the Crossit defender was grabbing his jersey. Well, he broke free from it a couple of times. Well, when the ball was thrown in the air, he was trying to go get it. As he was trying to get it, one Crossit defender was grabbing him and pulling him back, while the other one came in and intercepted the pass. I threw my down marker first that he intercepted the pass, and then I threw my flag. I should have thrown my flag way sooner than what I did because it was pass interference. And then if there was, and then if, and then after that interception, then I should have thrown my down marker. Had I done that, there probably wouldn't have been this big outrage, you know, from uh, from Monticello's coach. But yes, that has happened. But yes, that was, that's the right call. It's just the timing of it, and. Just like, just like they say in basketball, there's no such thing as a late whistle. It's the same thing in football. There's no such thing as a late flag. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can, I can. That 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 explanation helped, big time. Because myself and a lot of Jets fans were complaining about how late the flag was thrown. How it just seemed a little. Yeah, and, and that's. And that's where, and that's where, even as fans, even as fans, you have to understand officiating in order to be able to understand what goes on. Because, like I said, 
we don't always call what we see. We call what we see that affects the play itself. Had that hole not happened there, and I understand it was five yards early, but you guys have to understand is we're talking about seconds here. These guys are running 40-yard dashes in four seconds. Imagine the seconds it takes to go from one yard to seven or eight yards. And that's and that's where the push and shove comes in. I guarantee you that referee would have told you the same thing. He probably saw he probably saw the hold, didn't think it was going to be a huge deal, and then it turned up to be a play where the had he not held, the receiver would have had a chance to make the play. And that was the issue. The receiver did not have a chance to make the play. Therefore, it was a holding call. Now take a look but I also understand. I also understand, though. I also understand, though, where the fans are coming from because it was an interception and it was a bad. He did throw it to double coverage. I did understand. Okay, so let's see here. That was the only one that popped up. Let me see if I can find the other one real quick. Oh, wrong one. Let's see here. Okay, here we go. All right, there's the first holding call, and it did affect it did affect his route. I I do agree with that. Um, let's see. He got laid out. Let's see if I can, hopefully it'll fast forward to the other one. I'm trying to find it, but I'm not. And, and these were both toward the end of the game, right? Correct. All right, here so let's go. see here. And what was the, I found an article. What was What was the sec What was the second one? Uh it was all it should have been I think Jermaine Johnson. The and they just City missed office, it. Uh, yeah, his yeah, Kansas City tackle. Okay. Um, it looks like they had never. Oh no, he he was eligible. Never mind. Trying to think. What of was his number? To you, because I can't. I can't what's, what's his screen. What's his number? Huh? Number eleven, I think. Number eleven. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Jermaine Johnson, okay, okay. Jermaine Johnson is on the Jets defense, and he is number 11. But it's the Kansas City left tackle. How do I send this to you? <laughs> Hold on. I'll do this. I'll do this. So that was toward, that was toward the end. Okay, I sent it to you. How'd you send it to me? On Discord. I don't know how to get that crap on Discord. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, here we go. I found it. Let's see here. Let me scroll down. Up, up, down. There we go. Let's see if I can see this. 
Yeah, that is definitely a hold. Big time. Okay, so in this in this situation right here, you've got the white hat who's in the very back. There's no way he's going to be able to see that. You've got all right. So um, you've got a line judge who should have seen that. It's just a bad. Yeah, that's the back judge bad. is staring but right now, at it. So all right, so I also so here's here is something that I here's something kind of new that I learned. Uh, it was definitely a hold; should have been called a hold. But here's something I learned that I didn't realize. Start paying attention to uh, start paying attention to the gloves offensive linemen wear. They typically they typically wear the same kind of gloves as the away punter's jersey because it's hard for holding to see beyond. That was a he grabbed his arm like I could see his arm <laughs> grabbed yeah. where he couldn't be like no. <laughs> yes, that that was definitely a hold. Uh, that that one right there was missed. That was definitely a missed call. Uh, that, but I like I said that that first one I agreed with. Uh, the, or the first one that I saw, which I know was also toward the end of the game. But, um, but yeah, it's yeah, that's yeah, it's it's hard to see sometimes. It really it really is. But yeah, that white hat was just not when the white hat's in the back. There's no way he's gonna be able to see that. But the back judge, um. Of course, typ most back judges typically watch what the receivers are doing because you're looking at this long. This, it was what was it, third and long or something like that. So you're looking. So yeah, and I I, I am sure and I am certain because one thing that NFL officials do, they don't. I, from my understanding, they watch the game as soon as the game is over. With they'll watch the entire game and they'll critique themselves. They'll have others that'll critique them. Be like, hey, this is what you need to do better. I am almost certain. That someone got called out in that situation and say, when you get to a situation like this, make sure so and so is watching this, and you know they'll 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 be able to take take care of that part. But yes, that one, um, uh, uh both of them should have been flagged. I, I will say this much: both of them should have been flagged. That was definitely a hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jets fans are not happy at all, and even. Non-Jets fans are not happy at all. There has been numerous conversations about how the NFL needs to switch to AI referees, which I think it's too early for that, for one. And two, the referees have a union. They can't just get rid of them. Right. And there's, yeah. And I mean, and that's, and, you know, and that's the thing, though, is that we have this almost unforgiving moment when it comes to officials and it's in some ways it's ridiculous, but I also understand. I also understand. I also understand the outrage and everything like that. But, um, it's like I said that they, the jets played well that game. They played very well that game. Um, it's just unfortunate. They got caught up in that situation. Um, and they did play a much better football team. The better football team did win. Um, but don't it's you're going to see that you you're going to see this throughout sports forever. It's it's never going to change. You're never you're never going to get a perfect game. It's just not going to happen. And so but uh, like I said, though, I mean, you know, you got you. The Jets are not in that. They're not in limbo yet where they're out of the playoff picture or anything like that. Um, but we'll see what happens. Alex is in chat right now. Um, with let's talk. Messages. Let's talk. To, he Let's says, talk to Alex. Fuck Matt Eberflus. Complete failure of a head coach. <laughs> Three and seventeen. Zero and fourteen with constant twenty-five plus points allowed is unacceptable. 
Now he might become the first Bears coach in franchise history to get fired midseason if we lose to Washington. Everyone root for the commanders this week. And just wanted to pop in and say that <laughs> he's off now, back to his vacation. And he said, have a good rest of the show. Much love. <laughs> I've never, I've, uh, everyone root for Washington this weekend. Hey, Alex. Washington's gonna win this weekend, buddy. It's gonna your wish is gonna come true, Alex. It's gonna happen, my man. It's gonna happen. Sam Howell is <laughs> about to ball out uh, against that great Chicago Bears secondary. It's gonna happen. <laughs> hey, hey, that is of, awesome. Of the Commanders, though. Speaking of the Commanders, I told you guys the game between them and Philly was gonna be close. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, yeah, and I, I, I hang on. I didn't dispute that. I did not dispute that one single bit. I know the Commanders have been playing good football so far this season, and I was rooting for the Commanders to win that game. I was really hoping they would win that game. Same. I, I was so hoping. Because I mean, they they haven't they haven't played bad, unless you count the Buffalo game, which thirty-seven to three is pretty bad. Yeah. But, that's pretty bad. I mean, they've won their first two games. Granted, it was against Arizona and Denver, but man, Philadelphia has kind of reminded me of Georgia where they they should be dominant, but they're really not. They're they're they need to figure out defensively. Defensively, they have struggled. They have really struggled defensively. Like the only game that they've won by more than one score was against Tampa Bay last week. That was 25 to 11 Minnesota. They won by a touchdown, new England. They won by five points and Washington. They only won by three points. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw how terrible new England's offense was. Bill Belichick is more than likely retiring after this season. (laughs) Battery's going to die on the football field this season. I mean, they're that horrible. Probably. There was a shot. I don't know if you saw it or not, but when Mac Jones threw a pick six in that game, uh, the camera panned to Bill Belichick right before they took a uh, TV timeout, and he was just rubbing his face and running his hand through his hair, and he just did not look good at all. He looked so pissed. And I think for the most part, Jacob, is when we look at when we look at the Bill Belichick situation, I think a lot of people give Tom Brady more credit than they do Bill Belichick now. Which is unfortunate because throughout the Brady era, Belichick was the one that was consistently getting talent from it, it seems like the cracks of walls. Like he he would just go find a former fifth round pick, bring them to new England and they'd automatically be a star. Yep. I think bill Belichick deserves the solid majority of the credit for the, the, the saga of new England. And I, you know, and I'll second that, you know, just, just basically every, everything you just said, but I mean, it just—it you just look at what he's done since Tom Brady, and it does raise questions. But at the same time, he is getting older. You can tell he's getting tired. 
I mean, you could you could just tell on the sidelines he's not he's not the same. You know, maybe it is time for a change of quarterback for New England. Maybe Mac Jones isn't the the savior that the Patriots thought he was going to be. Probably not. Probably not at this point. I mean, but um, someone out there is willing to, even if he goes to the XFL or whatever they're going to, the XFL and USFL merging together, whatever they're going to call it. Um, maybe one of them teams will give him a chance. If you get my drift. He does not belong in the NFL. At all. <laughs> at all. One of the worst Alabama quarterbacks to come out of college football. <laughs> so, I mean, right. he's nothing compared to Jalen. Nothing compared to Jalen. And I don't even think Jalen rightfully should be a top quarterback in the NFL because I, I do not think he is. I think that supporting cast or that he has at Philadelphia is is, is what does it for him. But And he, he gets all the credit, of course, because he's the quarterback. But, yeah, Jalen's just so much better than Mac is. I think one of the things, though, is whenever you're in college football, there is this huge transition that makes it so much different. You have college quarterbacks that have been great in college football because they figured out college football. And they transition to the NFL, and they figure out it's a totally different situation, and they just can't figure it out. And yep. that, unfortunately, is what happened to what's what what has happened to Mac Jones. He just has not been able to figure it out. I agree, and you know maybe a change of scenery would help him. But if Bill Belichick can't get you to become a star, I don't know who who would. I mean, we could always let Trey Lance go. We can we can bring Mac Jones to Dallas and. You know, Cooper Rush can show him a few things. I would much rather have Mac Jones than Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody, I think anybody at this point would. <laughs> hey, maybe Mac Jones goes to Chicago. Maybe there's a trade, Mac Jones for Justin Fields. Yeah. Oh, and and you know, I do want to call out something while we're at it. Um, Anthony Richardson should not have been playing this past weekend. I'm sorry for hyping up Mitchie Mania. So, Alex, I know you're going to listen. Uh, yeah, I hyped up Mitchie Mania for you, man. And he didn't even start. I'm sorry, man. But, man, does Anthony Richardson look like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> they did come back. They almost won. They did come back, but still, I just, uh, your defense plays so well one week to the next week. They're like, nope, we're not going to play. Yep. Yep. But, you know, it's not Anthony Richardson. It's not Bryce Young. It is the C.J. Stroud year as far as rookie quarterbacks go. Yes, it is. Yeah, he's he's going to be, if he keeps up with this pace, he'll be rookie of the year by far. And you know it's and I mean some I'm I'm starting to wonder did Carolina make a mistake? Did Carolina make a mistake by drafting Bryce Young? You know I I thought that too, but if you really look at it overall, the Texans have more of an overall team put together than the Panthers do. 
Very true. And I, I I know that last statement wasn't too fair, but at the same time, it's it's almost like, well, this is what you could have possibly gotten. Um, but yeah, you are right, because if you look at the Panthers, they basically gave up everybody they had because they weren't going anywhere. And it's like, okay, let's start all over. Yeah, pretty much. And it's unfortunate for Bryce Young because I, I'm sure he's sitting in wherever looking at the success that CJ's having in Houston and the non-success that he's having in Carolina right now. And he, I don't know, he might, he might be thinking that uh, he should have stuck around another year. Adder, he might be thinking, hey, let me go do some more of them Dr. Pepper commercials. <laughs> uh, at least he had a fun time doing that. <laughs> hey, that's true. And, and you know, he gets to, he gets to do the um, Heisman house commercials. Yep. That's always fun. But that's, I mean, dude, that's got to be I mean, so Yeah, fun. of course. And then, you, but here's the thing, though, Jacob, is... The Houston Texans had the most interesting NFL draft I've ever seen in my entire life. And they were able to pull off some very, very sneaky stuff. And how can you not root for them? Like, how can you just not root for them? It is, it is, they're just so fun to watch. They have the ability to win five in a row. They play at Atlanta, then New Orleans, then at Carolina. Yeah, they they should they should run the table. They should run the table in those and three then they games. Got Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Arizona. Those, I mean, maybe Tampa Bay might be the hardest one out of those, but Cincinnati sucks this year. Arizona, which which team's going to show up? And they play Jacksonville, right? Which Jacksonville's, I mean, that whole division is two and two right now. So, but. And- Jacksonville's still trying to figure things out. That's the thing. They're still trying to figure things out too. It's the begin. It's the beginning of the year. I'm man. I'm looking at the Texans' schedule right now, and if they, they could win the division. Away, they have a very easy schedule this season. They could win the division. They could do it. They could win. I out. could have been wrong. I wouldn't go that far. It so is the NFL. Atlanta, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go Orleans, that far. Carolina, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, New York Jets, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, Indy, Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis might be the only game they could lose. I could lose the Titans. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Titans. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not either. But I, I'm just. I'm just saying. A lot of the teams you mentioned, yes, they're bad football teams, but it's like, you got to think this is the NFL. Could they? Okay, let's just put it this way. Could they? Yes. Will they? No. It's not going to happen. It's it's not going to happen. I'm putting it on my board. The Texans will only lose one more game this season. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my gosh! And it's gonna be this Sunday. It's going to be this Sunday, and then you're gonna go back on next week. I admit that they're only losing one more game this season. Okay, put it on your board. One I'm more game this season. Right I say, I say, I say, I say at least three or four. It's the NFL. So what's the tech? What is the Texas record right now? Uh, two and two. Are they that two and two right now? Two and two. So you're telling me they're going to have a three-loss year. They're going to go 14-3 and three this year. Absolutely. 
it is a pretty weak schedule, man. That's the weakest schedule I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it's honestly insane. Because if this was the start of the season, I would say the Cincinnati game would be a loss. The Jacksonville game would be a loss. Maybe Denver, if they would have been able to turn it around. But the Jets would be a loss. And then probably split with the Titans. Yeah, because I didn't have I didn't have anyone but Jacksonville in that division with a winning record. I don't think it. I, I, and I, 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 I don't know. I don't remember what I had. I'd have to go back and look and see what I had. Let me go back and see what look what I had That's real what I'm quick. Doing too. <laughs> <laughs> all mine are going to be wrong though. That's the thing. They're all going to be wrong for the most part. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, what was what was that website called again? Playoffpredictors.com. Playoff predictors. This thing will hurry up. I'm ready to get better internet. All right, so here we go. I had... Some of these could very still will happen. I had the Houston Texans going 7-10. 7-10? Seven and 10. Yes. I had them going 7-10. and 10. I had... Let's see here. Let's see how I've done so far this season. Let's see here. They did lose. To, they did lose to, in week one. Uh, I did have them beat Jacksonville in week three, and I did have them beat Pittsburgh in week four. I have them winning this week. I had them losing to the Saints and the Panthers, which I don't think they're going to lose to the Panthers. I think the Panthers could go over. They're that horrible. Um. Yeah, and I had them losing to the Bengals, but I also thought the Bengals were going to be really good. But yeah, I did. I had them splitting with Jacksonville. Jacksonville had going 11 and 6 and winning the division. I had the Titans going 8 and 9, the Texans going 7 and 10, and the, and the Colts going 5 and 12. Just Man. about all of mine could very. I think my. Uh, I think it got reset for me. <laughs> oh, man. No way, here we go. What's ironic is I uh, you ready for this? I've been right about every Dallas Cowboy game so far. Have you really? I had them losing to Arizona. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> I had crazy. them losing to Arizona. I had them losing to Arizona. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, they're going to lose because they always play terrible. And that, hey, you know what's funny? <laughs> I had that one as Arizona's one and only win. <laughs> this is great. Oh, this is great. Man, that that's crazy. Yeah, I this, this <laughs> division is weird because all four teams have played good football uh, at times and also have played pretty bad football at times but i don't know the texans are on the up and up they're the hottest team right now yeah i i, I will agree with that 
All right, are you ready to get into predictions? Do you have anything else to conversate about? Oh man, let's get let's get into some picks, man. Let's get into some picks. You want to do NFL or college first? Uh, I've got college pulled up first. Let's do college first. All right, let's do college first. All right, starting it off with the Friday night game. We got Nebraska <sighs> going to the Fighting Illini. Very interesting football game. Nebraska, I think it's still winless. You never know what Brett Bielema is going to do. Uh, I'll take Nebraska. I'm going to take Illinois on this one. Uh, skip that one. Right. We got... Who picked this game? Who picked this game? Ricky, was it you? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. The Terrapins of Maryland going to the the Ohio State Buckeyes. Obviously, I'm hammering down Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I I think this could be a very good football game. Um, you know, because the younger brother, the younger two, is going to be in this game. Ohio State, in the long run, I think will still win this football game. I'll take Ohio State. Thank you. I appreciate that. Rutgers at Wisconsin. Give me Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm going to take Wisconsin this game, too. I know Rutgers had that one huge win, but they haven't played anybody. LSU at Missouri. Or they had... I think I'm going to take LSU here. I I really want to take Missouri. I really want to take Missouri here because I do think Missouri is a good football team. But LSU should recover from that loss. I'll take LSU. The Texas State Bobcats at Louisiana. The Texas State's defense has has lacked as of late. They really have. Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, which I know they don't go by Lafayette anymore, but the Raging Cajuns are are, are not bad either. I'm going to take Texas State because I think they're a much better football team. I'm going to take Louisiana on this one. Marshall at NC State. But I think Marshall's undefeated right now, aren't they? I I think so. I think they are. North Carolina State struggled so far this year. I thought North Car- North Carolina State was my sleeper in the ACC. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the upset. I'll take Marshall. I'm also taking Marshall. The number 13 Washington State Cougars going to UCLA. Give me Washington State here. Yeah, I, I'm going to take Washington State as well, but this could be a trap game. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Man, I don't know. Playing play, play, play at UCLA is never easy. That That is very true. But, man, UCLA usually loses games at home, though. They, like, at least within and the last few years. They it's fair. Playing terrible home games. And that and that's fair, that's fair. Alabama at Texas A and M. When's the last time Saban lost to a team two years in a row? Oh gosh, was it LSU? Didn't he lose to LSU two years in a row? I think so. Um, Texas A and M is at home. They always give them a fight. I I think. I think that defensive front for Texas A&M is going to give Alabama's offensive fits. Alabama has not played. Um, they haven't really played a, a stiff competition here lately. I'll, I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to take Texas A&M. Ole Miss. 
that's that's sure. who that's who beat Nick Saban uh, two two years in a row. The last time was Ole Miss. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna take. Ooh, I really want to take Texas A&M on this one. I really, really, really do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Give me Texas A&M. There you go. UCF at Kansas. You both teams coming off a loss. Kansas is a much better football team, and they are they are at home. But Gus Malzahn's known for pulling some strings. Ah, oh, I hate to say this because I hate going for Gus Malzahn. I hate picking Gus Malzahn's football teams. Give me Central Florida. Give me Kansas. I I I wanted to so bad. Ah. <laughs> uh. You still can. You still, uh, you still can. There's there's plenty of time. Fine, give me Kansas. <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, at I Georgia. can't stand you, Gus Malzahn. <laughs> Kentucky at Georgia, which could have been game of the week. Georgia has not played a great game yet. They are at home. This is a very, very big game. I'm gonna take the upset. I'm taking Kentucky. I I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna do it. Agree with you on that. Give me the Kentucky Wildcats. Lock it. That's in. That's right. Locking it in, and they could overtake my. If they beat Georgia, I will dump the Vanderbilt Commodores, and Kentucky will be my third favorite college football team. Really? Sorry, Vandy. No. I can't, I can't, I can't root against my Commodores. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, Michigan traveling to Minnesota. I want to take. Who picked this here. game? Um, you're gonna take the up. You're gonna. Hey, whoa, 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 wait. Minnesota, to. Minnesota, barely squeaked by. Yeah, a Lafayette, which I know it's not Lafayette. The Raging Cajuns, and barely. And you want to take the upset? I don't know who picked this game. I, wait. It was maybe I did. It I don't was Alex. Okay, I mean I didn't know who. I, I'm about to say maybe it's because it's Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe, maybe this could be one of his strategies that he uses for picking against spreads or for spreads, and he's gonna see what we say about it. <laughs> You don't think Minnesota has a chance uh, at all? It's Big Ten no. football. No. Zero percent chance. The Dallas Cowboys have more of a chance to win the Super Bowl this year than Minnesota does beating Michigan. Okay, I won't go that far, but you, but you get but you get my drift. Oh, no, they have no chance. Michigan, I'll take Michigan. <laughs> I swear, if Minnesota wins, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, Notre Dame, traveling to number 25, Louisville. Another game that could have very well been game of the week. Yes, it could have been, but Notre Dame is the better football team. Louisville, this is going to be Louisville's first real test uh, this football season. I I think Notre Dame's going to squeak it out. I think Notre Dame wins this too. How close do you think this game's going to be? First half, it's going to be close. 
I think by the time it's said and done, I think Notre Dame wins by at least 17. Ooh, so you're th- you're banking on like a garbage time touchdown then? Yes. Okay, okay. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, you can thank Shane for this game being on here. Arkansas at Ole Miss. God. Ole Miss, move on. <laughs> you pick, you pick Ole Miss too. We're moving on. Yeah, I'm agreeing. We're moving on from that crap. <laughs> how many times? How many times do I have to come on here and say stop doing this? <laughs> the crazy thing is, it's it's Shane that keeps putting them on here. Now, hey, now Alex did admit that he put it on last week and the week before. So here's the thing, though. Alex has been doing some of these games for Shane here lately because Shane has not been available because of his job. Oh. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's Because I called Shane out for a couple of weeks ago, and then that's when Alex is like, oh, by the way, I'm doing it myself because <laughs> it pisses you off. <laughs> Uh, I think this game uh, has the potential to be a fantastic game this this week. Number 24, Fresno State going to Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, Wyoming, we saw what they did against Texas a couple weeks ago, and they did give Texas some fits. Uh, I think they can do the very same thing to Fresno State, but I think Fresno State's going to be a little bit too much in the end. Give me Fresno State. I'm taking Wyoming in the upset here. And I, I, I really That's hope fair. to see Wyoming in the top 25 next week. Georgia that's that's Tech fair. That's fair. Number 17, Miami. It should not be a very good game whatsoever. But however, for whatever reason, it turns out to de- be a decent one, usually. Um, I should pick Georgia Tech just to piss Alex off. <laughs> but I, I'm going to take Miami at home. Now you got me wanting to pick Georgia Tech. <laughs> uh. Give me Georgia Tech. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, you should not be sorry. You should definitely, definitely not be sorry for that. Uh, next one, San Jose State going to Boise State. Boise State has just not played very well. That what is going on over there? I expected them to be way better than what they than what they were. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to look up their records real quick before I pick this game. That's the one that it. Uh, San Jose State's only won one football game. Uh, they're also underperforming. I thought they were going to be a lot better this year. Uh, Boise, I think they're coming off a loss to Memphis. Yeah, I, th- I think Boise bounced back. Give me, give me Boise. Yeah, I agree with you. San Jose State, their only win comes against a school named Cal Poly. Yep. Yep, and Cal Poly is usually, I think they're usually a baseball powerhouse in California. Ah, I have to look you. that up. I have never heard of that school. <laughs> yeah, Cal Poly, yeah, yep. Uh, number 15, Oregon State going to Cal. Give me the Beavs. Yeah, I'll take the Beavs in this one, too. Cal could make this one very interesting. Cal is one of those teams that you just never know who's going to win. You just never know which team is going to show up. I absolutely hate picking Cal games because I, I'm usually wrong, but I, I feel very, very confident that Oregon State's going to win this football game. FCS. 
Game of the week, South Dakota State traveling to Illinois State. Give me Illinois State. Let's see here. These teams are in the same conference. I'm trying to remember. Let's see here. Oh, let's see. This one's tough. The last time that I went against my Jackrabbits, they ended up proving me wrong. I love my South Dakota State Jackrabbits. They're bound to lose a conference game. They're bound to lose a game this year. And if it's going to be someone, it's it's going to be Illinois State. Um, let's see here. Illinois. Who, let me see who Illinois' one loss was to before I pick this. They lost to Eastern Illinois a couple of weeks back. Uh, no, I, I can't do it. I'm going to take South Dakota State. Okay, all right, all right. The FBS terrible game of the week. Old Dominion traveling to Southern Miss. Give me Southern Miss. So Old Dominion, um, I think they're one of the those schools. Didn't I pick them to win a game a couple of weeks back that they ended up getting their absolute destroyed? Probably, probably so. Because I think I did the same thing. Yeah, pro- probably probably so. I think it was Virginia Tech. Yes, because they usually play they usually play Virginia Tech very very well. They did play Wake Forest very well, and they played Marshall very very well. Southern Miss, um, I think they lost pretty bad. Let me look at this real quick. Stupid thing. I hate my computer sometimes. Let's see here. Uh, yes, they lost to Arkansas State. I- I'm picking Old Dominion. <laughs> You don't think Frank Gore Jr. is about to run over Old Dominion's defense? No. <laughs> yeah, no. No, 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 no. No, definitely, definitely gonna, definitely gonna stick with Old Dominion. Even though, like, even though, like I said, uh, Arkansas State has won three games in a row, and their quarterback leads QPR through the last three games. So hey, and that's even right over Caleb Williams. You're so proud of even that. Even though they aren't may you? not win another game. <laughs> I am, even though they they may they may not win another game this year, but I'm proud of him. They switched quarter they switched quarterbacks and bam, three and zero. All right, the FBS game of the week: the Red River rivalry. Number twelve Oklahoma traveling to number three Texas. Give me the Sooners. Interesting, very very interesting. Let's see here. These teams have played a total of 118 games. I think this week is 119. Trying to remember who leads that rivalry so far. I think it's Texas. I am right. It is Texas. Um, You know, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, this is a central, this is a neutral site, right? Correct. Yeah, usually, usually, usually it is, and you never know what's going to happen in this game. I'm going to take Texas because I think that they're a better football team, but would not surprise me if if uh, Oklahoma pulls it out. Texas is currently favored by six and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take Tech. I'm going to take Texas. I respect it. I respect it. 
Moving on over to the NFL. And my session just timed out on run your pull. I <laughs> I don't even think my saves even <laughs> saved. They didn't. Great. <laughs> I made you have to go back and do it again. Probably. Oh, well. Okay. NFL. Thursday night game. <laughs> Starting it off strong. <laughs> We got uh, the Chicago Bears and their 0-4 start of the season going to Washington. Give me the Commanders. Did I say give me the Bears to piss Alex off? <laughs> Think about it. That's when you pick the Bears. You pick them to piss Alex off because he's rooting for the Commanders this week. <laughs> do it. If you do it, I'll do it. I can't, man. I, I, I can't. Washington, I, I'll screw it. Give me Chicago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, look. Another one of Alex's teams. Jacksonville traveling to <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Give me the bills. Jacksonville is but one of Buffalo's kryptonites, Jacob. It's what Jacksonville is one of Buffalo's kryptonites. Uh, and I know Buffalo played very, very well last week. Um, I'm taking the upset. I'm taking Jacksonville. Ooh, Alex is going to kind of love you and kind of hate you for those last two picks. But uh, I, I'm just saying they're, they're Buffalo's kryptonite. The Tennessee Titans travel to Indianapolis. Give me the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts, too, uh, even though uh, uh, let's just hope Anthony Richardson plays a lot better than what he did last week. True. Very true. The Houston Texans travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Give me the Texans. Yeah, they can't afford to lose another game, according to you, this year. So, yeah, give me Houston. They can lose one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, man, I'm hammering that down. Hammer it down, man. Hey, you got it written down on your board. I'm I'm rooting for it now. Carolina travels to Detroit. Give me the Lions. This is going to be a blowout. It should be a blowout, yes. I, I will also take Detroit. Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, Pittsburgh, man. They're still they're still figuring things out. Kenny Pickett's hurt now. Um so ho- hopefully I mean, I'm just saying not hopefully. Hopefully he's fine. But um, this could be the first losing season Mike Tomlin will have in his coaching career. I hope so. I don't like Mike Tomlin. (laughs) I can tell. I can tell. Uh, New Orleans versus New England. Give me the Saints. Is Derek Carr playing? I don't know that's a very good question i don't know if he returned this last week or not let's see here i think he did yep i think he did too so yeah i think i think he is playing this i think he is playing this week he give me the saints all day Let's see here wait hang on no he did not uh no wait he did play he did play he only had 100 he didn't play very well though 
Uh, yeah, I'll take the Saints too. The Giants at the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. I really want to take the Giants here, but they've played so horrible. There's no, there is nothing in my soul that says, hey, the Giants could win this game. Philadelphia at the LA Rams. Give me the Rams. I'm going to agree with you here. This is going to be a game. This is going to be a test because the Rams offense, um, I, I know they played horrible uh, two weeks back, um, but um, they are back at home. Philly's defense has not been able to step up yet. I'm, I, will, I will agree with you. I'll take the Rams too. Cincinnati at Arizona, another shit game. <laughs> Uh, give me, right. give me the Bengals. I, I, I'm taking Arizona here. The Bengals have not shown any type of offense whatsoever. Um, hopefully, hopefully Joe Burrow could get, hopefully Joe Burrow, uh, could step up and get a big one. The Jets at Denver. Give me the Jets. Another, another game that the Jets should win. And the, the Jets should definitely win this football game. But Denver, like I said, they're on a 24 nothing scoring run right now. The Jets should make it cold this week and make Denver come back to life at 1-4. Give me the Jets. Kansas City versus Minnesota. I want to take Minnesota here. Part of me does, too. Because something's like something just tells me take Minnesota, take Minnesota, right? take Minnesota, take Minnesota. But um, because I mean that's but that's the thing though. It's like it's the same thing. Minnesota, Minnesota's defense is awful. They are horrible defensively. That's why they're losing games. It's not Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is playing lights out. Uh, yeah, but I I, I don't think Minnesota wins this game. I think Kansas City's gonna win it. Yeah, give me Kansas City. The Cowboys taking on the 49ers. Can we finally beat the 49ers in a game? I don't think so. I'm taking the 49ers. I I, I really want to take our boys. I really do. Um, defensively, we should be able to slow San Francisco down. But Brock Purdy is not... <laughs> It's not Mac Jones. Uh, give give me San Francisco. Well, I think it's going to be exactly like how the playoffs were last, last year. We will slow them down quite a bit, but we can't slow them down the whole game because our defense is just going to get gassed. They, San yep. Francisco and our has way too many sucks. weapons. Yep, on both ends of the football. And we unless we score in the red zone, unless we score touchdowns in the red zone, it's not going to happen. Yep, I agree. Uh, Monday night football game, Green Bay, Las Vegas. Give me the Packers. So they start the week off with a crappy game, and they're going to end the week off with a crappy game. Great. And this game right here could be just even more crappier than what the what than what this game. Uh, yeah, than what there's game. This is horrible. I don't, I don't even understand. Um. I, I yeah I just don't. Uh, Vegas has shown me no reason to have any type of faith in them whatsoever, even with them being at home. I'm, I'm also going to take Green Bay. All right, and that does it for our picks. Do you have anything else uh, you would like to say? Overall, we've been going for two hours now, so I'm sure you would like to get out of here. Lord have mercy. We have been going quite a while. I didn't realize we they went near as long, and it was just the two of us. <laughs> 
had I not got your name wrong so many times, we probably would have got this done in an hour and a half. I'm so uh, for those of y'all listening. Took a tally. Seven times I counted six, but hey, you know I, I, I'll you know that's just how it works sometimes. No man, I don't have I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else, man. Let's just have a good week of football and maybe we're talking about some upsets that are going to happen this weekend. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a good time this weekend. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in to this weird stream. Uh, all the social media links are down in the description. Uh, let's see. Agent Inc. Go get a jersey. Uh, Rogue Energy. Go get some energy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Have a good night, everybody.